2: Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love
3: to talk about our childhood the nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today.
2: Who are pretty excited for this week's episode, if I do say so myself.
3: Yes, we're so excited for this week's episode of our podcast. How did we get weird? Incredible guest, Will Farrell, the head of Big Money Players Network with iHeartMedia, legendary comedian, actor. This was such a fun episode to record.
2: Oh my God. We just had so much fun. Will and I got to talk about our days at SNL. We talked about Scooby-Doo. We talked about how Monopoly money absolutely rocks.
3: Yes, and we also played a really fun game with Will called Change.org where we kind of reviewed some petitions on Change.org. We got Will's take on if he should be the new Batman, which I think we all agreed he should do. We also got his take on, you know, other very, very important issues facing society today. So it was great to have Will kind of (laughs) weigh in on that stuff. He talked about going to school with the guys from Raising Against the Machine. You know, if you enjoy it, we're going to play a teaser here.
2: And you can check out other episodes of the podcast, which include Weird Al Yankovic, Amy Schumer, Taryn Killam, Lisa Loeb, Jewel. Come on, you got to check it out, please. It's
3: just a podcast where we're hanging out with our friends, talking about cartoons, talking about snacks, talking about all those nostalgic topics with just a lot of really talented and hilarious people. Check out this clip of this incredible podcast this week with Will Farrell. If you like this, go over to How Did We Get Weird and subscribe. We release new episodes every single Monday.
2: Check out me and my big brother Jonah every Monday on How Did We Get Weird on the Big Money Players Network. If you like to have a blast, which we know you do, and you got to do. That's true.
3: So, well, you grew up in Irvine. Yes. Irvine, California. Irvine,
4: California, which is Southern California. Yes. Yes. And there are a lot of But notes. I like that you said it just alone. As if the world would know. Do you think most people might
3: not know? Yeah, I guess. Most people probably don't. It's kind of a small Yeah. 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 I know that some people like Rage Against the Machine, Zach Della were from (laughs) there. Was that, and it seems like around the same year as you, was that, did you know those guys
4: when you were in high school? So, So here's a crazy, another crazy SNL story. Okay. Sorry, Jonah. No, please. My first year on the show, so 95, 96 season, and Tim and Zach, who I went to high school, Tim Comerford, who was in my class, zach was a year below us okay tim had been playing in bands and this that and the other and then next thing you know they're part of this band that everyone's talking about called rage against the machine and we're on the same show together
3: wow and
4: it was like our it was in that first half of the season so within the first nine shows and we were laughing going like how crazy is this we're on snl these three guys from irvine that's
3: unbelievable very cool. Did you ever see Zach's band before that Inside... I'm a music journalist. This is Like, oh, okay. my, like he had this band Inside Out. Right? No. Did you ever saw... Okay.
4: No, but I, I think Tim was part... I did watch Tim perform with a band called Crystal Pistol. Okay. I, I haven't heard of them, but
3: I'll have to check that out. Yeah.
4: Which I believe is a reference to a penis.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's maybe something that you <laughs> cooked <laughs> no, up. No. I'm just kidding. That's... Now I think Vanessa's that's, out of the
4: conversation. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, he was just playing in... And I didn't even know Zach was into music. Really? <laughs> I just remember Zach as like a skateboarder guy, and we'd right. probably pick up basketball. Yeah. And then next thing I know, he's this amazing lead singer. And then full circle, Tom Murillo has become a friend through our kids' school. Wow. So,
2: oh my gosh. That's crazy. Okay.
4: That's incredible. Crazy.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, we are, again, for like, <laughs> so, and in having you. <laughs>
4: How are you guys feeling about the new setup here?
2: Again, this is only our second podcast I'm in used to person. doing this
4: in a room in my house. Yeah. yeah.
2: So this
3: is a little more involved, but it feels good.
4: For our listeners, they've set up two luxurious couches. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm on more of a love seat. Yeah. And you guys are on a full couch. But yeah. of the same... With uh, some throw pillows. Some throws. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We're just hanging so we're just hanging yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. super a, chill a
2: kind of a chill <laughs> kind of kind of like friends in a uh friends in a an office office yeah <laughs> in an abandoned office In an office yeah. with, you yeah. know couches in it yeah in it and some equipment and some, some equipment, audio equipment just to, yeah. just pretend it's not you know yeah. i don't even see it or well look
4: <laughs> here's how it's going to go.
2: <laughs>
4: Another commercial? Everybody? <laughs> no. Keep it going. Let's keep it going. So, uh,
2: we've asked you to bring in a topic today. You you yeah, gave I, us I, several. I gave you
4: several, yeah.
2: And the one that we picked right. is Scooby Doo. Yes. Okay. To kind of talk about, to kind of riff on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. what does Scooby Doo, I'm about to rhyme here, mean to you? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you I know, know. kind of that.
4: Yeah, that was. I did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, it's thrown me. <laughs> I huge Saturday morning cartoon kid. junkie kid, right? And Scooby Doo. I just between the solving of the mysteries, yes. which were super scary, yes. in my brain at that time, and the suspension of disbelief every week, yes, that maybe they weren't going to solve it. Yeah. But they still did. Yeah. But somehow, like, I kept coming back for more. And just the camaraderie. Yeah. Fred's ascot. Right. Right. He wore an ascot scarf.
2: Yeah. And you liked that. I loved his style. Yeah.
4: I think I had a crush on Velma.
2: Velma. 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 Yes.
4: And then just, you know, Shaggy. I don't know so much about Shaggy, it was weird to me. Yeah. Like why he was allowed to hang around? Yeah, I don't know. He
2: needed to kind of I don't know what his skill set
4: was. His best friend was a dog. (laughs) Yeah, and but still, but you know, okay. Yeah, that's cool of them. Yeah, they do all the hard work. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I just love. It was just my favorite cartoon.
2: Yeah, yeah. And what was like? And
4: the Mystery Machine, which was their van they traveled around. Yeah,
2: right, 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 right.
4: Which I drove a van in high school, that was. Similar to the Mystery Machine, my dad had a Chevy van that I would sometimes use as my car to drive to high school. Which had—you guys won't know what this—it was a manual transmission, but it's called three on a tree. It's just three gears. Oh, but it's up here. Okay, as so you opposed have a to the shifter, too? you got the clutch. And okay, but you're shifting. He just hauled his music equipment around, and it was a windowless van. <laughs> This doesn't sound good. No, I- <laughs> but the mystery machine I don't think had windows either.
2: Was it really cool that when you would drive that van to Because I remember being in high school and kids who had cars yeah. like that. It was like we were all like, We gotta get in that car.
4: <laughs> it was cool because it was kind of beat up. Yeah. And a little bit little bit vintagey. I hung out with a group of friends who liked doing weird stuff. So okay. we celebrated the nonconformist kind of thing. And while all these young Irvine suburban kids had brand new cars I had this beat up yeah equipment van that became cool right a banana yellow bright yes, yellow yeah so, there know. was a
2: kid in your grade Jonah who had like a big yellow truck mm-hmm. yep truck and it yeah. was like the coolest thing like I grew up kind of near Molly in near Shaker yeah, Earth, sure. and we both did and, um, <laughs> and and there were a lot of kids who had these really nice cars but I feel like that yellow yeah truck was yeah. like i had a
3: lot of bumper stickers on my car like just covered with
4: band we actually would sneak bumper stickers on each other's cars Whoa. to mess okay like i would come out and there'd just be a u.s marines bumper sticker <laughs> on the back of the other car i drove which was a beat-up vw bug and okay like,
2: yeah
4: oh they got me so we'd have bumper That's sticker really wars funny. Yeah.
2: yeah jonah drove a Jetta and it was like we would drive in to school and he would be like blasting no effects and stuff and be right. music and we'd okay. be late felt, but I felt so cool believe it or not I wasn't very punk in high school that's hard but to believe but Jonah I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, and so I'd come in like so studious and all my books right. but we'd be blasting like You know, whatever, and you got
4: a little street cred. Yeah, and I'd be like, I
2: guess I'm getting out of my brother's car. I was probably sometimes annoyed (laughs) because we were late, but like, (laughs) I was, I was like so, like I felt like it was such a cool way to show up to school. Of course, you know, like whatever. I guess I'm just listening to this punk music and that. But scoot back to
4: Scooby-Doo. Start speaking music. They always have a music montage.
2: Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, Yeah.
4: and I always thought that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you remember, like, being a kid on Saturday mornings and watching it? Or, like, do you have a memory of what that...
4: I just knew I was, like, early riser. Yeah. I would get and there was just kind of a lineup between, like, Scooby-Doo, Sigmund and the Sea Monster. Okay. And Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. Yes. It was a big Saturday morning yeah. cartoon. Yeah. Here's where I was also a weird... My younger brother, though, still wouldn't wake up before I would. Okay. And I loved playing Monopoly. Okay. By myself because the whole house having- <laughs> was still sleeping. Yeah. And so I would set up the board and I'd play. And then when it wasn't my turn, I'd sneak into my mom's room and I would move her piece. I'd set up for two players. Okay. I, I would be, you know, the dog or the,
2: okay, the yeah. car or the yeah. shoe,
4: whatever. I'd move around the board. And then when it was the other person's turn. I roll for them. They'd land on. And so I'd go into my mom's room like, Mom. Yes or no on Park Place? Oh,
2: that's so She'd be sweet. like, "What?
4: Just say yes or no." She'd be like, "No." Okay. <laughs> Which means she, she didn't want to buy it. Yeah. I right. <laughs> <laughs> do whole rounds of playing wow. by myself, yeah, until everyone finally woke up.
2: What a patient kid! That's patience. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you find like having that money? I rem- we played kind of a lot of Monopoly in sure, our house, sure. and I remember just like. The feeling of having a lot of that money just truly made me feel rich. And like, I just, well, it was hard for me to like give up that money.
4: I have a money story too. I have two money stories. right? <laughs> so, yes, I can totally identify with that. And I always felt like we were running out of $500, $500 bills. Yeah. There was in plenty of hundreds, but the 500s would go through quickly, I okay. feel like.
2: Okay, maybe there were less. And yeah. There
4: was a neighborhood across the street from the apartment complex I grew up in, was Damber Drugs. And I was walking through the toy section one day. You could buy refills of Monopoly money.
2: I've never <sighs> heard of that.
4: Well, wow. let's just say it's the only time I've ever shoplifted. I took a stack of 500s. <laughs> <laughs> I stole fake money and I put it in my pocket. And I walked out really stiffly. I'm sure if there was a camera, I'd be like the worst kid actor right. by the time I walked. Very, I'm just... Doo, doo, doo. I'm walking out of the drugstore. No, no need to look over here. And then I ran home and I stole Monopoly money to add to our games. We had plenty of 500s.
2: Oh, my God. And you still remember it. You still, of course.
4: I still remember what it. What a
2: big, yeah.
4: And then I brought, I didn't realize we we're going to be talking about money. but
2: <laughs> Is this the other story? This is the other yeah. story.
4: I brought my favorite Christmas present that I got this year from my wife. It's a little attache case. <gasps> uh, Guess what it's filled with? Tiny stacks of money. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone here in the room? <laughs> That's like 10 grand, at least. She got this for me.
2: That's such a great... Yeah. And you keep it on your person? At
4: all. I, I just thought, maybe we'll talk about this today. Maybe there's be a good reason money for me to up. show yeah. you, you, knew money you would guys. Come- yeah. You knew you're meeting with the bears, money might come up. And then <laughs> And then that relates to SNL. Too, yeah. Because when I met Lauren because I had read a story about how Adam Sandler did something where he just pretended to hump a chair or okay, something and okay. was signed on the spot.
2: Okay, okay. And I,
4: I remember reading that going, you know what? He didn't worry about pleasantries or he just was like funny right away yeah. and they signed him and that's the way to do it. Yeah. And so I thought if and I knew I had to meet Lauren for my second audition. Right. It was a meeting before you. And I thought, I'm going to walk in with a briefcase. And I'm going to fill it full of fake counterfeit money. And as he's talking to me, I'm just going to go like, Lauren, we can all talk till the cows come home. But we all know there's only one thing that really talks. And it's hard gold cash. And I was going to open it up and set it on his desk. And then I was going to like, so I'm going to walk out of this room. And (laughs) no one needs to know. You can take that money or you don't have to, whatever. And you can decide whether I should be on this show or not. So I walked into the room, and Steve Higgins had just been hired as producer with a briefcase. briefcase. What comedian walks into a room with a briefcase, (laughs) a leather briefcase? It wasn't even a cool looking one. And I walk in, I can tell the vibe is not for joking around. (laughs) And it was super serious. And I was like, Oh, my God, I got so freaked out. And I never got to my bit, so I'm just holding Call my me a briefcase.
2: <laughs> Did he ask you it's what it was for? It's the most unfunny
4: thing ever. A weird, shy, quiet guy. It's supposed to be funny? <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be humping a chair. My my inspiration was, like, go hump a chair, do something active. And I'm just like, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> Well, I was thinking about doing this character. I wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. Uh, finally, after 20 minutes, Higgins goes nice briefcase. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, thanks. (laughs) He's like, anything else you want to ask me? I'm like, no. Oh my God. And I walked out and he, I never knew. I told him later what, and he thought it was so funny (laughs) that I couldn't pull the trigger on the bit. So
0: anyway, infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.